welcome to Planet Nola. This is the podcast where I talk to people in New Orleans that I think are cool or doing good th- cool things. I'm Mary Jacobs, and next to me today is Carrie Mulder, the producer, the co-creator of Planet Nola. And this is our last episode of season two. Beow, 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 beow. This is episode number 24. So we thought for the last episode of season two, we would come on here and talk to y'all, you know, just about the season and mm-hmm. about the future and, you know, about our projects and mm-hmm. whatever we really wanted to. But we really like, we're really proud of, I mean, I'm really proud. How, Carrie can speak for herself. I'm really proud of these two seasons. And I feel like what I wanted to accomplish, I've already accomplished like in tenfold and so it's so fun to just constantly be hitting more and more like awesome milestones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I agree. I'm super proud. Yeah. I think it's a cool thing uh, to do. You know, podcasts are uh, not super difficult to get into, right? There's no. a pretty low barrier uh, for entry there once you figure out like what you need. There's some money into it, but. Um, yeah, I'm glad we did it. I'm glad you asked me to do it. Yeah. It's fun. I'm glad that you agreed to do it so fast. And it's interesting. It's like, I kind of want to talk about the low barrier to entry thing too, because Mm -hmm. we're doing this as a hobby right now. Like we have an advertiser, but the advertiser is just my business. So we're not like directly making money off of that, but we just started a Patreon. Um, but our setup is two box lights that were, I think $40 for the pair. Carrie has a soundboard and mics, and that's probably the biggest upfront investment. Mm -hmm. But we've been filming all of our video on Carrie's phone. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I use an uh, an editor that was $100 for the videos that we use on TikTok and Instagram. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, I don't know what editor you're using. The bar for entry is still money. But considering how quality our podcast has been, I am so proud of us. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, uh, so the the mics and the soundboard I got from a mutual friend of ours, secondhand. Um, he wasn't using it, and I was like, I'll give you X amount of dollars for your stuff. And yeah. Got it from him. And then we did buy these mic stands um, because yep. we realized, like, trying to hold them, and we weren't using tables. And Yeah, that so, was a fun troubleshooting for yeah, us. Uh-huh, yep. Uh, so the mic stands were a good investment, but, again, I think it was, like, fifty dollars for both right yeah you know um and yeah we just and then you know you we pay for our website we pay for the podcast hosting but we pay for all of that up front it's like a yeah bucks. and you can also start a, start a podcast and not do that correct like that you can start correct. a podcast with your phone and record correct you and your con- i actually sent carrie a voice memo the other day and it was mm-hmm. just my partner and i mm-hmm. talking to my phone i recorded an entire punk album on an iphone you can definitely record your first podcast episode yes, you can. so if you love this podcast and it feels like a medium for you yeah do it do yep. it. Yep. Do it small. Yep. Do it big. It, I mean. And it does feel like there's a lot of podcasts out there. It does. Because uh, there are a Because there are. There's like, you know, probably a million podcasts so many out podcasts. there. But if you have something to say and you want to do this like we do kind of as a hobby um, and you're, you know, passionate about it, you should do it. Don't, yeah. don't let that, you know. The fact that you don't have mics and a soundboard stop you from doing that. Yeah, definitely. I definitely think that's true. I'm all about the DIY. And yeah, if you got something to say, say it. Yeah. I mean, because otherwise people tell you your story for you. Yeah. 
reminds me of Hamilton. Oh, <laughs> who tell your story? Okay, I shouldn't even. I'm not it. I'm not a Hamilhead. I'm not that much of a Hamilhead. I, I just I, made up Hamilhead, but it sounds like a thing. <laughs> Hamilton head. Hamilton, <laughs> Hamilton Hamiltonite. Oh my god. Hamiltoner. <laughs> um, I really want to talk about the season. Yeah. Like I want to do like an overarching, just conversation of our mm-hmm. season. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna pull up the order in which we had everybody because. Mm-hmm. I mean, if we thought about it, we probably could remember it, but it'd be easier to just look at it. All right. Our first guest this season was... Donnie Marie. Donnie Marie. Well, she interviewed me, mm-hmm. but I loved that episode, number one, because I got to be the guest, but number mm-hmm. two, because it's another episode where I just get to be with a good friend, mm-hmm. and those are, mm-hmm. you know, kind of always my favorite, because they're yep. so easy. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. She, she did good. She was cute. Yeah, she did a good job. Um, and then we had Marcel Bolio of Louisiana Bra. Yeah, she was super fun. Super smart, super fun, real laid back. I feel like on that episode, we really got to know her. Which yeah. I think was was big for for us, but also for her. Yeah, definitely. Right? That was like a big conversation for her of like, you know, she she runs on that Instagram and doesn't necessarily put herself her face, out there. Yeah. But like, it's important it's important for people to know the creators of the things that they appreciate. I agree. I agree so much. And I think that she's kind of like owning that more and more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause and she so, has her sub stack and I know yeah. she's posting on there regularly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, um, I enjoyed that episode for that fact of like just her, like her humanity being present while still being very active and very funny. Yeah. She's the best. Love you, Marcel. Love you, Marcel. <laughs> Okay, next we had my one of my faves, Kamari. <laughs> Kamari was, was so funny. He was such a hoot. I could like literally when I was like, I need to have Kamari on this podcast. We were just like standing outside of Bar Redux, I think. Yeah. And he was telling me that Bubba Gump Shrimp Co story. And I was like, I have to put this Bubba Gump Shrimp Company story all over the internet for people to hear. Like, Kamari should be telling this story like every day because yeah, everyone yeah. needs to know how funny it is. Like he just yeah. does such a good job. I weaving um, the web, you know. I I want I want to tell I want to say what an impact that made on me. So my dad loves Bubba Gump Shrimp Company. He he went, went. My dad lives here now, but before when he lived in Houston, he would come here and he would. That's one of the places that he would go eat. Oh and so God. he was saying the other day about how much he missed Bubba Gump Shrimp Company. And my immediate response, not even thinking, was just like, Dad, they treated their people like shit. <laughs> Oh my God. Yeah, because you know now. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, they were not good to their employees. And he was like, Well, I still miss it. And I was oh like I was like, Well then you be going there by yourself. Oh but my God. that was like my because of Kamari and you know, just how genuine he is. Your your experience <laughs> with Bubba Gump Strip Company has forever been changed. Yeah. Well, and then we had that whole conversation about um the trivia thing of like what's Jenny's favorite animal? Oh my right? god. <laughs> and we're like, what's Jenny's favorite animal? And we're and we're like, what what is what is it? A and bird. he's like, it's a bird. And I was like, no. <laughs> it's so dark. It's so dark. It's so That's dark. That's her favorite animal. That's what she wanted to turn into because she was being abused at oh her home. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, so that funny. that story was wild. So I love yeah. the Kamari episode. Yeah. Well, and then, you know, he's such a good storyteller. So Such a good storyteller. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
This podcast has really reignited my love of storytelling, like in oh, man, a yes, in a really big way. Um, yeah, I I agree. I feel like storytelling is such a um, it's such a component of all the things, right? I think it's a component of comedy. It's a component of theater that doesn't get sort of highlighted enough. You know, yeah. we should have Amanda G on here. Oh yeah, absolutely. Manji, if you're listening, you'll definitely be on this mm-hmm, podcast. Mm-hmm. I will say that is that because I've been in the comedy scene for a while, that when I book guests, I, you know, of course I'm booking a lot of my friends, which is easy and great because mm-hmm. they trust me and will do this thing for me as a favor. But I do try to not just isolate comedians or artists mm-hmm. or whatever. I try to get as broad a stroke as I can. But I happen to know a lot of comedians. And they all do other things as well. So it's always been really fun to have them Mm -hmm, on and just mm -hmm. talk about those things. But I do try to space them out. So all my comedian friends inevitably will be on this podcast (laughs) at some point. But I try to be like really considerate about how I balance the acts. (laughs) Yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, we could have very easily made this just about New Orleans comedy. Yeah. Oh, easily. But I don't I don't know that would do New Orleans justice. Yeah, that's not my goal yeah that's not not our that's not our purpose here yeah that's not my goal yeah exactly okay then we had bob murrell whose name i always struggle bob murrell murrell Murrell. it's all the r's and l's Um, yeah i i mean again comedian but also like very active um ran for office um bob's such a very like kind genuine person yeah i've gotten two people that have come up to me now in person to tell me that they liked bob's episode oh nice so yeah Yeah. well bob's you know super smart but explains it in a way where he is not like talking down to you right really understanding and i think too what i love most about bob is that he was inspired to run for office because of his daughter like so he's sweet. he's not a person who like went to law school and always wanted to be a politician right he's always wanted to be in community with people and to work towards a common goal and he was like you know what i'm gonna put my money where my mouth is and run for office and i wish more people like him would do that yeah definitely and those are the kind of people that i want leading me yeah like, like regular with a real passion for leadership this is this is going to take us on a little bit of a tangent, but I think is relevant here. Um, I always want to explore this concept, and I think they do it in a couple of communities. I think I've seen it in like Latin American communities, um, where your position of of leadership is um, designated by lottery. <laughs> that sounds like a nightmare. <laughs> but so you have to have certain qualifications to like get into the lottery, okay, that, that, right? I could see that. Um, but um, but it's like no, it's there's like no financial barrier or anything like that. But like you have to have certain qualifications to get into the lottery, and then they draw the lottery, and then you sit on the council for like two years, and then you see what happens. That's right? crazy. Well, like. I mean, you could wind up with some real nutties, though. You could wind up with some real nutty nutties. Buddies. You could wind up with some real nutties, but then you could also be like, "Cool, there are people that are on this, you know, council that aren't using this as a stepping stone to some, some other, other political thing. office or yeah. to make money or to give their friends money or whatever." Right? I don't know. It's weird. It's like I don't know. Um, I want to write a book about it. <laughs> write a book like about I it. like I want to envision it and like make a fiction it. book yeah fiction book. I love that do it well with what time 
do it. Do Wait, it all, all, the, all the time we both have. We have so much <laughs> spare time. Okay, the next episode was Kendra Unique Wills. Yeah, I like Kendra. I like Kendra. Very sweet, very talented. I think Kendra should legally change her name to Kendra Unique. Maybe she has. Or maybe Unique is her real middle name. Did we I talk about this on the no, podcast? No, we did not. Um, I love not. Kendra so much. Uh, I definitely, like, she's somebody that every time I'm, like, in, in her presence, I'm just like, you're so much cooler than me. Like, you know, like, I just think she's, like, one of the most chill people on the planet. Like, mm-hmm. she's very talented and very chill about it and very, like, she's always been really giving like the fact that she yeah. was like so ready to just come be on this podcast like she, yeah. that is really indicative of like the kind of artist she is like she's always like i'll help you build your garden for free yes you know things like yes. that like, that's so like that is like who she is and that is like her nature and on top of being a very like talented person i her perspective is so like it's beautiful to like hear how she sees the world mm-hmm. because there's not a lot of people like her yeah i am never not going to love a person who loves gardening <laughs> yeah you love gardening <laughs> you love gardening you love your little flowers well you know there's something about that right there's a lot of um you know there's a lot of uh control over your life that you get when you do that you know you you take ownership of things and you grow it and you then become responsible and I mean, you know, of course, the same thing can be said for having a pet or, you know, um, birthing a human. Uh, but if you flowers die, it's OK. <laughs> you can't go to jail. <laughs> It's true. <laughs> no it's true. No one's it's sending true. you to jail. Yes, it's not like it's a small child that you've neglected. Right. Yeah, you're like, I'll take, yeah. I'll take my chances on this rose bed. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll grow some cucumbers. Yeah, yeah. For uh, sure. But yeah, no, she, um, yeah, she definitely embodies the the spirit of gardening and why that definitely. is that why that is critical in She's the world. A fairy, a little garden fairy. <laughs> garden fairy. Yeah. Um, okay, next was Rusty Laser. Oh, man. I love this one, too, because this is somebody that I'm just, like, a fan of. And I just randomly was like, okay. He, oh, he was a fan of our podcast. Mm-hmm. I remember when he started following us and, like, interacting with my stuff. I was just like, oh, this is fun. Like, yeah. And I've seen him around the city, like, I, at different things here and there. But, like, to reach out to him and then have him be like, yes, I'll come on. And then to have him come on and he's just like the coolest guy ever. Yeah. Like it was such a moment for me. I felt like, I was like, oh, this is awesome. Like the fact that like Mm -hmm. somebody I really look up to is just like, I'll definitely come support your artistic endeavor. I get why all my friends do it, you know, Mm -hmm. but when strangers do it, it's like, oh, incredible. The best feeling. Yeah. um, We were were talking about this before when you when you said oh we're gonna do this episode i was like oh cool can we talk about rusty laser i know (laughs) um because i was i was personally very inspired by hearing his thoughts about cultivating talent and and being supportive to people in a way that is just you can do the thing right you know we had that whole conversation about mentoring and about how that's you know i think you know, um, one of my coworkers today said, um, I hope you don't mind, but I, I'd like to use you as a mentor for like social media and what, what, what. Mm. And I was like, yeah, that's cool. And it dawned on me in that moment about the difference between what Rusty was talking about and this like professional mentorship, mm. right? Which is like, I have knowledge in a business sense right? Um, that is, can be passed on to a person 
that they could learn by, you know, watching YouTube or reading articles or whatever, but to have person to like bounce these ideas off of Mm -hmm. in a professional sense, I think is, is nice, very important. And I was very honored that, that she came to me and asked me that. So sweet, yeah. Um, But also, um, I also like just being supportive of people who are creating things, whether I know them or not. You know, like, I just want to be like, I'm so glad that you birthed that thing. Definitely. I'm so happy to see you do it. And then also to be there when it's not going so great, being like, you know, you can do this. Mm-hmm. You're capable of doing this. Um, you know, that feels like the right space. And, you know, he called it doula. I mean, we could put lots of other labels on it. For sure. That's what we were talking about in the right? episode, too. You know, like, is this being a leader? Is this being a friend? Is this being a mentor? Is this being this? But, you know, um, at the end of the day, it's just about believing in other people. Mm-hmm. And then expressing that belief. Definitely. Right? Um, like like being genuine in that belief and then saying it out loud to yeah. so that they hear it. Yeah, and then him coming on the podcast is him expressing that Correct. belief in us. Yep. Which is what feels is so awesome. good. Yeah, which yeah. feels so yes. good. So like, cool. Oh, cool. You believe in me. Like, yeah. thank you so much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're cool, y'all. Yeah, we made it. It's fun because I'm always like, I've got all these cool people. And then I'm like, but if they keep associating with me, either they're messing up or I'm cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think you just, uh, I think you're just, um, I think. The way that you live your life as a very like authentic human being is um, endearing to people, yeah. right? Like they, um, we'll talk about him in a minute. But our last guest, who was just here, Sage Michael, yeah, um, he he said you know something about uh, discerning spirits made it happen, right? There was something about your vibe and your connection to his values that. That's he discerning did spirit. say discerning spirits. That man spoke in poetry. But I, I think that's real, though. I think I think Kamari might have made me cry. Didn't somebody else make me cry? No, you made Kamari cry. Oh, I made Kamari cry. <laughs> that's what it was. But Sage Michael made me cry. So he's the first guest that made me cry. Yeah, I was yeah. like tearing up, man. But it, but I think that there's like a lot of truth to that in that, you know, you present yourself as a super authentic person and you... Um, when you when you when you make these requests to people and you ask them to engage with the uh, with our content and 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 as guests on the show um you're coming from it from a very sincere place yeah of like i'm not doing this so that you'll like me i am doing this so that you can share my joy definitely definitely uh it's cool. It's great. I love it. I'm glad that this is the outlet that I've landed on after all these years of doing all kinds of things. Yeah. That like this is where we're and at. And you said you were never going to do a podcast. Well, that was the that was the thing <laughs> I did for a long time. For a long time, I also said I would never do a YouTube channel, and now I'm about to do a YouTube channel for my business. This is why you should never say you are not doing a thing. It's true. I shouldn't. But to be fair, I did draw a line in the sand saying I don't like editing, and I've not had to edit anything yet. <laughs> Which is the real reason why I never wanted to do a podcast. Yeah, that's why I'm here. That's why Carrie's here, among many other reasons. Um, yeah, I'm glad that I'm glad that we landed here because yeah. it's such. It's like we were talking about it a minute ago too. We were like, oh, this is an oral history. This is this mm-hmm. is so many mm-hmm. things, mm-hmm. and how we were talking about how it's made us appreciate storytelling more is like. Mm-hmm. 
there's a reason that storytelling feels so good to touch in with and tap in with. It's because it really connects you to each other and that feels good. That feels good to really hear people and to have them hear you feels good. But nobody wants to like live in that. They, you know, people don't want to be vulnerable, mm. right? And then people don't want to decenter themselves. Decentering yourself is a hard one, right? And so that's what storytelling does. When you're the storyteller, you have to be vulnerable, right? Mm-hmm. And when you're the listener, right? When you're the receiver of the story, you have to be really willing to decenter yourself so that you can make that connection. Yes. And then, you know, afterwards, you can make it, you know, relatable and, and be like, oh, I really related to that person because my experience is XYZ, right? Yeah. Um, but but to get to that point, you have to decenter yourself in order to listen. I mean, I feel like if people listen to other people's stories more often, um then we we then some of these like oppressive structures that exist around us we could find ways to connect and and pull those down yep right yep i have this analogy about an elephant but i'm not gonna go into it (laughs) (laughs) i mean it's up to you if you want to go into your analogy about an elephant you can always edit it out later i got i got this from one of my professors is a diversity and social justice class and she basically said imagine that you're tiny aliens and you've come down to earth but you're itty bitty tiny aliens and you've come down to earth and you've landed on an elephant um and but one part of your party has landed on the tail right um or the the rear end right where the Mm. tail is and one part has landed on the face right and then another part has landed like on the side right well an elephant is so big and you're so far apart your experience of the elephant is going to be so different Mm. right the the people that live on the butt Mm-hmm. Right, they're gonna be like, this place is stinky. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> there's always this thing that's swishing around us. Yeah, we're gonna fall off the edge at any moment. Yeah, right. The people who live on the front are they're gonna be like, oh man, we're constantly getting food. Mm-hmm. Right, you know, because the elephant is like, you know, and there and water. Right, we're always right. getting water. We're always getting food. Right, and so they feel like very blessed and mm-hmm. and appreciative. Right, um, and the people on their side are like, man, there's just a big open space of nothing here yeah. right <laughs> but they're all on an elephant yeah right and so this is why it's important to listen to other people's perspective of the world mm-hmm. we all live on this planet mm-hmm. but we don't experience it the same way yeah it's so so true yeah so there's my elephant well thanks for sharing your elephant <laughs> thing the next guest we had was terry simon <laughs> love the segue <laughs> <laughs> I just had to say it before I forgot. <laughs> no. Um, oh, man. Love love Terry. Uh, love Terry. Uh, Another person that's just like real. so smart and, and so real. real and so generous with their like energy for them to like come here and like give us all of that information. She just like, mm-hmm. yeah, she's so smart and so relatable like like kind of you're talking about about bob like bob yeah. can say things mm-hmm. and you you, you mm-hmm. feel related to it and not mm-hmm. spoken down to mm-hmm. terry has that same ability where she's a teacher in that way yeah what what i really appreciated about her you know again we're sort of you know learning from these people that are coming on our show um what i really learned from terry was like know your worth 
definitely yeah oh, she, man she know really your worth did, and yeah. ask for it yeah. like don't be afraid to ask for it know your worth and ask for it um especially for people of color right like and it's easier said than done for sure uh but yeah I talk about perspectives that. being valuable like mm-hmm. her perspective yeah. mm-hmm. we are you know we have a little bit of an age difference but we both were raised in this city we're in the same generation you know mm-hmm. and I would say that our, our worlds are probably pretty adjacent to each other like we know a lot of the same people so mm-hmm. but I didn't know she existed until I read that article mm-hmm. and when I read that article I was like wow this is somebody that I really want to talk to and know and then to meet her and realize our lives are very parallel but not at all the same mm-hmm. yeah. and the amount of knowledge that I gained just from meeting somebody like Terry who's able to give me that perspective mm-hmm. is so um, this podcast rules like we're, yeah. we're gonna be so smart like <laughs> by the time yeah. we're yeah. 50 episodes in we'll be freaking yeah. geniuses yep yes yeah I, I love the Terry episode uh-huh I also love her perspective of history and about how, you know, that whole article in and of itself connecting, you know, like modern day rap to whatever classical 18th, 18th piano century, concerto yeah. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. Uh, is so smart and it speaks to the whole of our history it's also right? so enjoyable it's somebody being like hey i really yeah. love all these things and i want to teach you about them and like it's just fun yeah. like she's also fun and playful in that way yeah and i mean look if you can draw connections on on that level right with music right you can draw connections on other things right politics and social systems and all of those other things right to be able to explain to people this is this thing and this is just like this thing that came before definitely right um the next episode was Laura Sanders. <laughs> Laura. I love the Laura Sanders episode. It reminded oh, me of the Mary Devon episode because it was just treat. it was just us talking like start to yeah. finish. Like mm-hmm. I remember the the second episode we ever recorded was Mary Devon, and it was yeah. just like when it was over, we were both just like, "Wow, we really just talked for an hour straight." And yeah. then Laura was the yeah, same yeah, thing. Yeah. Like we can just sit down and talk. And afterwards, she was like, "I don't know, did what did we even talk about?" And I was like, "It doesn't matter because it was authentic." <laughs> Like it was our authentic conversation and Mm -hmm. like for me it's like it doesn't actually matter so much that we get into these like little details and corners of every experience like Mm -hmm. you know like I think people feel like they really have to talk about New Orleans sometimes she didn't say this but I think people really want to make sure they're shooing it in I'm like no you're here kind of like how Sage Michael said Mm -hmm. I am New Orleans like you're already there like you don't have to like and so it was so fun for me to talk to her and afterwards she was like I'm not sure I was like no I loved our episode yeah I think what I always appreciate about Laura is she is she's doing the thing right she's doing freelance she's making connections that's what that episode was about right you know yeah that episode was about like how to be a creative freelancer and like keep on the track in a city like new orleans Mm -hmm. (laughs) where it's uh, as someone who does the same thing i Mm -hmm. will just take days off evenings off afternoons Mm -hmm. off 
go have a little drinky drink, hit up a hat, you know, mm-hmm. like it's so easy to be leisurely when you work for yourself. She spends so yeah. much time really like reflecting on that and like the work she does to like stay focused. Right. And then, and then sort of sharing her journey of, it wasn't easy for her to learn that. No. Right. Yeah. You know, of like, you know, she talked about when she first started doing stand up that she thought she had to do this and that, you know, Mary Devon had the same sort of sentiments, oh, yeah. right. You know, where we, she first started doing stand up that she felt like she had to do this and that and this and that and now she is comfortable in the the space that she is holding yeah and she's I, not like trying to be validated she's right. trying to do and the thing i i will i will go on record right here right now <laughs> playing it nola um but i think that laura sanders is one of the funniest people in new orleans so funny i um, i agree and, i co-sign yeah <laughs> Um, and that she comes to comedy with a very pure and open heart. Definitely. Right. That, that she's doing it because she really just loves it and can't she's do anything else. Playful. She's playful. A lot of these people it. have this theme in common, like mm-hmm. very playful people, people that are in touch with like fun and like what brings them joy. Um, Carrie, let's take a little break before we finish this. Okay, cool. We'll be right back. Bye. Hello, it's your host, Mary Jacobs. I'm sitting here with my producer, Carrie Mulder, and we are so excited to be bringing you Planet NOLA this episode and every episode. We really believe in this podcast Mm -hmm. and the work it's doing in New Orleans to build community, to reach out to people, um, and we really love what we do. Yeah, we love our guests, we love our audience, our listeners, we love each other. It's just a big love fest. So if you love this podcast and you believe in what we're doing, it would mean the world to us if you considered subscribing to our Patreon. We've just launched it. The lowest tier is $5. Mm-hmm. And we are just really trying to get this podcast to pay for itself a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe support ourselves just a little bit more. Mm-hmm. We're both creative people who have a lot of projects. And this is a big one in our lives. So if mm-hmm. you love it as much as we love it, um, it would mean the world to us if you considered subscribing. There is bonus content. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really fun. It takes a deep dive into the episode, kind of circle back to some of the topics. They've been fun. Yeah, Super we basically fun. record with the guests as soon as we're done their episode and do a more candid version of their podcast. Mm-hmm. It's shorter, but it's more self-effacing, and it feels like just real, real, you yeah, know? Yeah, it's, it's BTS, behind the scenes. It's the BTS. So if you want more Planet NOLA content, you could subscribe to our Patreon and mm-hmm. get it. It would mean so much to us. So, okay, we'll let you go back to your episode now, but please consider. Thank you. Bye. This episode of Planet NOLA is brought to you by Vitality Community Fitness. Vitality is a functional training gym located in Metairie, Louisiana. And at Vitality, we focus on members as individuals. That's right. We don't want people together. We don't assume that everybody has the same goals when they step into our gym. We also don't push things like body ideals or diet culture. We try to focus on the full person and we try to give an experience that matches that. We've got incredible coaches. We've got an incredible community. And if you're looking for a place to call your new gym home, consider checking us out. We offer a three free class trial. That's right. Literally no commitment. You can try three of our classes in a week to see if our gym is for you because ultimately we want people who want to be there. And if it sounds like this might be the space for you, please consider checking us out. You can go to vitalitycommunityfitness.com, click the contact button and get started. Hi, and welcome back to Planet NOLA. It's me and Carrie Mulder, the producer of Planet NOLA. 
Um, we've been talking about our season one guests. We left off on Laura Sanders, talked about her a little yeah. bit. And then our next guest was Jasmine Johnson. Mm, sweet Jasmine. Jasmine Johnson. So Jasmine's another one of those conversations like the Dawn one. I mean, literally knew Jasmine and Dawn at the same exact time in my life, which was high school. So mm. it's just so easy and fun to click in with my friends. Yeah, I loved hearing y'all's uh, uh, antics, high school antics. Yeah. Um, you know, I think that, um, I, I don't know, I might have said this to you then or I might have said this on the bonus episode. I don't know. You're like, you weren't bad. Well, that's one thing. <laughs> that's what you kept telling us. <laughs> on the bonus episode, Carrie got up being like, I want to clarify that y'all were not bad kids. <laughs> they were not bad kids. You were kids that were testing your boundaries. And, you know, there are bad kids. Well, okay, I'm not going to say that. I'm not going <laughs> to say that there are bad kids, but there are kids who do worse things than the things that you all did. Yeah. You were mischievous. Um, and I think part of that, you know, is uh, <laughs> going to an all-girl school, pretty you know, boring. Pretty, pretty boring, boring, right? And you're you're only social. You you're already so bonded with each other that mm-hmm. you don't have to navigate and other types of relationships or friendships. You know, <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm so glad that those stories now will just like live forever on a podcast. Yeah, because I agree. Those are the stories that I just love telling. I love telling the stories from high school so much, and the only people you can really tell them with are people from high school. Yeah. Um. So I'm just selfishly, I'm so happy to have shared them with more people because they're my favorite stories. <laughs> It was such a fun time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, um, you know, I have high school stories, um, but I don't know. I find yours much more endearing and interesting. And I was a what I am now is what I was in high school. Yeah. So imagine unyielding, obnoxious <laughs> teenage energy with who exactly I am right now, like. Mm. You people think that I'm obnoxious now. Mm-hmm. People that knew me in high school and the ones that are still my friends are my ride or dies because they knew me at my most ridiculous, <laughs> truly. And that's why I'm still so close to them. And they still like because I've chilled out. Mm-hmm. Talk about somebody chilling out. Yeah, I you know I um I uh, a client of Jasmine's and yes, so I've are. gotten to experience um her her skill and her service which is amazing um and to see her and to hear those stories about her (laughs) um at first I was a little bit surprised because I was like oh she doesn't seem like someone that would you know quote unquote make trouble right um but I think that it does kind of speak to who she is in terms of like being someone that lives outside of rules and authority and you know again wanting to live authentically and and you know with purpose and sometimes uh, nope most times um, our educational system requires that you live inauthentically that is 150% the truth and it can do it can it can kind of beat you into submission for lack of a better word mm-hmm. or you can be like Jasmine and I and just be willing to kind of flout it all for social cred and to be yourself and because you're unafraid 
And because you realize that a lot of times the rules in place are friggin' stupid. Yeah. And yeah, they make no sense. Truly make no sense. They serve no purpose. They serve except they make to no like sense. support some authority or hierarchy that I don't want to be a part of usually. Yeah. And, and you know, um, uh, so I'm reading um, Your Body is Not an Apology oh, right yeah. now. And the very beginning is, you know, like, babies don't hate their bodies. In fact, they're fascinated by them, mm-hmm. right? The babies are like, oh, look at my feet. Oh, look at my toes, right? And then we always do this with babies of like, where's your nose? Where's your feet? You mm-hmm. know, as we're helping them learn. And then babies get into the educational system and they get exposed to mass media and we all hate ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. We stop being amazed by our own bodies and abilities and knowledge because every turn we are being told that it's not good enough. Yeah. What's expected of Correct. us. It's not acceptable. It's not um, the norm. Right. Yeah. Uh, I love Jasmine. Me for too. All of that. Me too. The work she does is so important. After Jasmine, we have Lowell. <laughs> Lowell. Lowell is so funny, man. Like I, Lowell was an interesting pick. Yeah. And I'm gonna tell people why I picked Lowell. I picked Lowell because number one, he's the oldest person that I've had on the podcast so far. Yeah. I really uh-huh. wanted to get somebody that represented a generation that I've not yet seen. It's important to me to like really be as diverse as possible with mm-hmm. who I'm pulling on here. And mm-hmm. inevitably, the bulk of my guests are in my generation just because mm-hmm. those are the people that I have the most immediate access to. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am trying to make a serious effort to expand beyond just the millennials essentially mm-hmm. um and lowell was one of those choices i also picked him because he embodies this like laissez-faire mm-hmm. you know very like southern man attitude he's not from new orleans but he's got this bit of a caricature about him but he also has his head screwed on really tight he's got a lot of wisdom and he's lived a lot of life and he's got his perspective is just like one that every time i hear it i i find it very endearing and special He's somebody mm-hmm. who's like 75 and like working to acknowledge his privilege like all the time. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. he he really I don't know how much of that's going to show in the episode, but like he's incredibly yeah. self-aware in that Correct. way. Yes. And his episode was exactly what I thought it was going to be, you know, mm-hmm. I just like Lowell telling his stories and it's important for me to like document it, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I my favorite thing about Lowell is his turn of phrase when he said <laughs> it was as dark as a pile of black cats. I was like, I have never heard anything more true in my entire life. So funny. I decided that I'm gonna um get the supercut of all of his turn of phrases oh. and make that a reel. Oh, okay, Instagram. good. Maybe it will okay, exist cool. by the time this comes out. I don't know. But he had like I was listening to that episode yesterday and mm-hmm. he he had like within the first like 15 minutes he had like four turn of phrases mm-hmm. and i'm like okay well i can literally just cut all his funny little sayings yeah. he says some things that you're just like what does that one even mean he had one about angry tomcats a hairless tomcat or something he said oh i'm gonna be as angry as a two bald tomcat or something like that i was a, like what a one, no a what if it was angry as a one bald tomcat that makes sense i thought he said like 10 bald i don't know what <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he, it was no bald. Maybe it was no bald. 
I don't know. It was really funny. It was. He's got some some good ones. Somebody, yeah. somebody needed to explain it to me, but it is what it is. Yeah, but that dark as a pile of black cats. <laughs> <laughs> never. I will never. Yeah, that was when that. he was telling us a story about how he looted after <laughs> Katrina. <laughs> This is the other thing about Lowell that I love is like we'll be just talking at the bar and then all of a sudden I'll be listening to a story of him looting and he won't ever like be like, well, when we looted after Katrina, like it'll just have come up so naturally. Yeah, well, he and he doesn't call it that either, no, right? It he wasn't. Was like, it wasn't yeah, really. Right, right, it's just right. funny just, that they, like, yeah, that's a huge traumatic story. And he just like tells it like it's any other story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, was, that was really funny. Which is an interesting perspective. We keep yeah. yawning because this is probably the latest we've ever recorded yes. the podcast. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty late. It's Did like, I yawn? Yeah, and I yawned. Oh, ago okay, too. sorry. It's for us, it's eight forty-eight. <laughs> like, come on now, we never record this late. We're yeah. really living life today. Yeah. Um, okay, then, living our best lives. And then we have our final guest. Yeah, Sage Michael, who wow. just left. Wow, wow. We actually just recorded with Sage Michael's mm-hmm. episode, and it was so good. It was so good. Yeah, I am so glad that he, uh, like agreed to come on because not knowing you and being like we had we made this joke about it being some kind of like get out situation yes. <laughs> like come to this white he lady's like, house he was like i rolled up didn't have my machete <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah um, we said but, this in the bonus episode that will come out with that episode but I, he doesn't know me and i like mm-hmm. i really just was like i've been following him and his activism for a minute and i just was like will this person even think for a second that they want to talk to me because I get turned down a lot I really do um or I get people that commit and then they flake and like honestly mm-hmm. I get it I yeah I, I try to hard. stop yeah I try to stop bothering people after mm-hmm. like a couple times mm-hmm. but sometimes I tell people if you want me to stop asking you you're gonna have to tell me because you're I'll just right. keep asking yeah. people mm-hmm. because we haven't been able to finance this thing which is about to change you hear me you hear me yes yeah, season three planet yeah. Nola this thing is about to pop off um Anyway, uh, <laughs> it's really a real roll of the dice of who yeah. will commit, and mm-hmm. I get it, and I get when people can't commit. I just get it. It yeah. makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. when he, a complete stranger, committed to me to show up, it really it meant a lot. And for him to show up and, like, show up, like, mm-hmm. laying down, like, a ton of history, a ton of just, mm-hmm. like, context for us around Lincoln Beach and, like, Mm-hmm. What a smart and like giving person, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that he brought up Nord and oh. how underutilized that resource is for the city. You know, the city really wants to start. You know, um, as they always do, right? You know, the city is concerned about violence and and youth violence in particular. And God, if you want to address that. Fucking Nord. Yeah, like Nord. What, start what Sage there. Was saying is like you know you take the football kids out kayaking on mm-hmm. the weekends. Like you have them do all the things. You make it this like interwoven system of support for these kids. Yep. And it's not just about like quote unquote keeping them off the streets, right? Keeping them keeping them occupied, right? It's about teaching them skills beyond football, beyond right. Like the right. way he framed that one is about teamwork, right? right. So he takes you know he's like i've got this football team and i want to teach them about teamwork while well, i take them off the football field and put them in a situation that they've never been in before yeah. like rowing right um and it's so brilliant right because that works definitely right we know that works 
um, because that's where kids get their ability to regulate their emotions, to work through conflict. Yeah. They do it by interacting in spaces where they're unfamiliar. Yep, definitely. <sighs> so, He's yeah, such a, such a I want to give him all the money for Nord. I want to give him I want to give him all the money and support for Lincoln Beach. I, I want I know, that same. to happen. I'm, I mean, you know, all of New Orleans East needs support and um in and investment. Yeah. Um in a way that the community wants to be invested in. And it's really right? nice to have people like him lead Correct. And, and put yes. their voices out mm-hmm. there and yep. and Yep. make space for the conversation make the conversation happen yeah so so just to clarify what i said i'm not that not that i feel like i was misunderstood but i want to like state this very plainly mm-hmm. i don't want people from outside new orleans east to come in and invest in new orleans yeah. east and develop it i want the, the city of, yes, to yes. provide the people of new orleans east yeah. the ability to develop their own community yeah i think i, I mean i think that was clear but yeah. yes absolutely I know it was clear. I just wanted to. <laughs> You're like, I want to say it again. I want to emphasize emphasize this, this um, because you know, developers coming into spaces is the um, sort of the undercurrent of a lot of what we talk about on this podcast, right? Yep. Is transplants and the impact that they have on New Orleans and the people of New Orleans, and that you have to if you're going to come in and and make quote unquote make change right you have to do it in collaboration and in community with the people who already live here absolutely absolutely <laughs> so that's our that's our sub that's sub-text. what we're going on and on about okay <laughs> and that leads us up to this episode okay and i want to say some things to oh, the say. people listening okay say it um if you're a fan of this podcast seriously thank you so much thank you for listening i was telling carrie and what i was saying earlier is like you know there's like at this point like you know like 70 or 80 people that listen in the first Mm -hmm. week Mm -hmm. and that's a pretty good number and technically we're in the top 25 percent of podcasts but i think that's because a lot of people don't follow through with their podcasts or post consistently and we post really consistently Mm -hmm. and i'm really proud of that so Mm -hmm. if you're a fan of this podcast Thank you so friggin' much. I have a request to make of you. Um, it's that you interact with the podcast a little bit more, whether that's on Instagram or Facebook or our Patreon. Our YouTube. Our YouTube. Leave a comment or leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. I'm asking you to interact, number one, because it does help our, like, discoverability but also like my ego (laughs) like when people comment on the things like the reels and stuff Mm -hmm. i'm like drooling to respond i'm like yes someone's engaging with this Mm -hmm. thing that i care so much about yeah so i just want people to interact with us more well and we want to hear your thoughts we also want to hear what do you want to talk about definitely right you know like maybe you don't have a guest in mind that you can recommend but like what's the thing about new orleans that you think deserves a spotlight definitely and and like what was your favorite episode and why yeah because if you can tell me why you really enjoyed something the podcast gave you like it's gonna help me find more of that Mm -hmm. um and expand on that because as the fans of the podcast like y'all can see it from a different place than us right Mm -hmm. like we know what we love about it 
but I'm always really curious for their perspectives. And because it's a podcast, which I'm not used to, it's just really us screaming into a void. I'm used to standing on a stage, saying a funny thing, the audience immediately laughing, and me immediately knowing, I have done good. But my brain <laughs> doesn't get to do that with a podcast. You like, put it on the internet, and maybe some people hear it. Maybe somebody sees it. I don't know. Yeah. Like, give me a little bit of validation. I mean, <laughs> I, I laugh sometimes. You do. But I, but I can't laugh. You really, you keep uh, right? it tight. Like, keep I it tight. Keep, like I'm like un- very fully understanding. I do look at you recording. a lot. If anyone watches the videos, they'll see me looking at you a lot. Uh, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I'm always yeah. like using you as my gauge. Yeah, I'm and you'll see an audience. Yeah, and you'll, I mean, hopefully I seem engaged all the time. You always do. You always, <laughs> honestly, it's like you're performing right there with me, Carrie. You always oh, seem really engaged. I'm not, I'm not performing. I'm, it. I'm receiving. Okay, I'm okay, receiving. Okay. I'm receiving. And then, and that's the way I like, um, that that's that's what I hope that you out there in uh, listener land and watcher land are doing that you're receiving this information um, and then maybe acting on it a little bit yeah that that's the ultimate dream the ultimate dream is that y'all are listening and it's informing your decisions all the time you know where to spend your money who to vote for like yeah. whose stories that you want to push to the front like yeah. My hope is that it influences you in some really big, important ways. Yeah. Um, um, and if you know anyone out there that wants to give us $10 million so we can actually fund all of these incredible, incredible ideas that our people come up with. Yeah, definitely. Um, we'll take their money. We'll take your money. <laughs> well, I'm going to try to, I've been meaning to work on a sponsorship packet. So if you are yeah. somebody who has like a small business or something, like mm-hmm. I want there to be like a sponsorship packet that's like pretty mm-hmm. accessible, but also helps us get stuff moving. So that could be a thing that's coming up from the front of, uh, for the future of Planet mm-hmm. Nola. Mm-hmm. Always going to book more guests. There's going to be another mm-hmm. season. Season three is going to happen. Um, yeah. What do you hope for season three? What do I hope for season mm-hmm. three? Great question, Carrie. I hope, um, <laughs> And I mean, I keep talking about money because it's super important. This is a hobby that takes up the amount of time a small job does, mm-hmm. like a like a part time job. Um, so yeah, I would like it to be more financially stable. But I also would really like it to. I like when I get to talk to people that I don't know, and mm-hmm. that's becoming more and more possible because I've been doing it longer, mm-hmm. and I'm meeting more and more people who can connect me to other people. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think resources are what's going to help that the most. I think mm-hmm. I'm going to be able to secure yeah. the really interesting guests the more I'm going yeah, to be able to. Yeah, and, th- and paying people yes, for their I mean time. Yeah, I mean resources. Yeah, yeah I mean money. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah, just yeah, trying yeah. to not keep saying money. But the frustrating yeah. thing about it is that, like, as an artist, like, I'm not supposed to talk about money. I'm supposed to just create art and, like, be grateful that people are consuming it when, in fact, like, I think what I do is, like, incredibly valuable and like I've never been compensated for it Mm -hmm. which I don't just mean this podcast I mean like the plays I've written and the Mm -hmm. comedy like Mm -hmm. I think all of us should be we're providing a service you know and so I know it's it sometimes feels tacky to talk about it but I don't care because unfortunately we're living in this capitalistic system which requires me to be able to make money and Mm -hmm. do play the game right and so art takes up a lot of time that i would otherwise be using to make friggin money right so it's like can't this translate well and i think too it's not just about you and i making money it's about us being able to share that with the guests absolutely right absolutely that's you know absolutely so, that's what i'm saying it, i want to be able to pay people and pay myself <laughs> correct <laughs> both yes. both are true yes, both yes, are true yes. and you can do that right 
you know. Soon. Season three. Bum, bum, bum. Season three. This is going to be the most financially <laughs> viable podcast in the GNO. <laughs> Move over, Poppy Tucker. <laughs> Wait, Poppy Tucker. Tucker. <laughs> I don't know. This is not a real name, though. And she is. She's a real lady. I know she is, Carrie, but you're going to tell me that that name sounds like a real name and not a made-up storybook name? Um, It could be. It is a real name, but it sounds like it's a small... I mean, Poppy is for sure... A wooden nymph. Like a a forest nymph. We know someone whose daughter's name is Poppy. I do. I do know it. But uh, that makes sense for a baby. (laughs) Yeah, but you can be an older person named poppy you can be i'm not it's saying the tooker poppy. the tooker it's the combination of the poppy and the tooker that make it sound f- uh, unimaginable like kind yeah. of like fantasy to me yeah um no i love the name poppy i think it's a cute name yeah um poppy tooker if you're listening we'll have somebody. you on this podcast no i won't you have a, you have a big enough platform <laughs> Honestly, like, honestly, like, if this podcast ever, this is a real thing. I, like, don't ever want somebody like Poppy Tucker on this, or Tucker <laughs> on this. I just, they have so many outlets in their voices. Their voice, like, her voice has been out so much. Like, we mm-hmm. have consumed so much of her perspective and her, like, I, like, and it's not to say that she's not valuable. It's just to say, like, you're good, girl. Like, I can get somebody mm-hmm. no, else. No, fair. You fair. know, I could get somebody else who who needs to be heard or like yeah. should be heard. Well, and I think too, like, you know, this, we, we want something that isn't like part of the mass production of content. Exactly. Right. Um, like I was talking to some folks today about when I was my freshman year in college, I wanted to be an urban folklorist. Like I thought, I was like, oh man, I'm really into folklore. I'm really into fairy tales. I'm going to be, and I was really into like urban legends, right? And like how they developed and how they, and I was like, oh man, I really want to be an urban folklorist. And my mom was like, what the fuck? She was like, you made up a job. That's great. Good for you, Carrie. She was like, do they make any money? But here's the thing. If I were a freshman in college right now and I wanted to be an urban folklorist, I could 100% do it because of TikTok, because of Instagram, because of podcasts, right? So I'm going to put this out there. If you know an urban folklorist in New Orleans, I want that person on our podcast. Yeah, that'd be a cool one. Uh Uh-huh. I would have to do a lot of research. No, well, they could bring their, you know, they could bring it. But if you know anybody that's like an urban folklorist in the city of New Orleans, I want to hear about it. That's another thing we should talk about before we sign off here. I'm always looking for guests. I like People hit me up and ask to be a guest, which I appreciate. I'll tell you what I look for when I look for guests. I feel like it's pretty um, yeah, obvious. Hit, hit it. It's hit pretty it. obvious. I don't really want anyone that's promoting anything. So... I'm happy to talk to other small business owners um, and people that have, you know, maybe a show or something coming up. But the conversation isn't like a book tour, right? The idea Correct. is that it, the conversation is a conversation that serves a greater purpose. So, it, like, I'm looking for people that want to have a bigger conversation, maybe not just 
do some self promotion, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Um, I'm looking for people with diverse viewpoints, folks, like I was saying earlier, like of different generations, of dis- different socioeconomic classes, different, um, different experiences, different experiences. So I really do try to prioritize as many different voices as possible. But at the end of the day, I only choose 12 people a season, and there are a lot of people in this city. So I'm slowly working my way through like all the wild and interesting people. And a lot of it is just scheduling. The way that I book this thing is like completely manic and just i honestly like it's wild that people even make it here at the end of the day because mm-hmm. of the way i book things yeah um but yeah i want to keep having people on mm-hmm. i want to as long as carrie will do this podcast with me i will keep doing it <laughs> because we'll always make it work um whatever version we want to make work i know we will do it yeah. so yeah i'm so excited about how the season went i feel so good about it yeah me too me you, too buddy do you have any closing statements that you want to give the people Oh man! Um, all I can think about is an urban folklorist. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like I really want that. No, I mean um, I'm I'm very grateful to the folks that have supported us in so many different ways, and um, you know, really just want to hear what folks think about this and and give us suggestions for for people to talk to and and help help us learn about new orleans to be able to share that with the broader world because there are people that don't live in new orleans that listen to this podcast Mm -hmm. yep um because you know they're they might be from here or they lived here for a while or they're fans of like sexy ducks in the fresh right (laughs) you know i have friends from college that listen you know um and I think that that's the thing about New Orleans is that it is so critical to this country as a whole in terms of being a cultural space. Um, and we don't always treat it that way. Like we don't always treat it like the gift that it is to, to this country. We get crapped on by a lot of people. Um, and so, yeah, just tell your friends tell your people share the podcast tell people and seriously if you're somebody (coughs) that really really loves this and you can afford to throw us five dollars a month ten dollars fifteen over at patreon every level gets the same perks and Mm -hmm. we've been releasing a bonus episode every week of the podcast so you'll have access to all of the bonus episodes as soon as you subscribe i'm in the process of trying to figure out what the bonus content is going to look like in our season break Mm -hmm. i do still want to offer some bonus content um some of it's going to be probably some more casual comp pick up conversations um i sent carrie a recording of kristen and i talking about this inter- interaction we had with a transplant a few weeks ago um or actually not a few weeks ago this weekend but just little conversations might do some audio recordings here and there i might do some writing i'm also a writer so i might do some writing posted up on patreon um, i'm gonna make sure that there's some bonus content up there while we're in the season break so seriously if you think you can swing the patreon we would really appreciate it i think we're up to eight or nine people right now and it tickles me every time I get a little Patreon alert. I text Carrie. We like. I remember the first one I got when it was someone we didn't know. It's like it really means a lot to us. Mm, yeah. Um. To have your support in that way, it makes a serious all the difference. Like it really. We got ourselves dinner tonight, so that was really yeah. fun. You know, like we're celebrating over here, having people that believe in us and finishing another season. And I'm so grateful to you. Yeah. Thanks yeah, for buddy. It happen. 
Um, y'all, thank you. This has been season two of Planet Nola. We will be back as soon as possible for season three. Um, I can't wait and be in touch. Thank you again to this episode's guest. Planet Nola is produced by Carrie Mulder and Mary Jacobs. If you liked what you heard here, please consider subscribing to us on YouTube or all your social media platforms and pretty much anywhere you get podcasts. Also, if you really, really liked this episode, think about subscribing to our Patreon where we have tons of bonus content from this episode and more. It starts at just $5 a month and it would mean the world to us. Thanks so much, y'all, and be in touch.